0: Welcome to Word Mission Church International Podcast. Now the Word with Paul Mensawood. Wood. Let's give God praise and glory this morning. Let's thank God for His goodness and His mercy. Let's thank God for all that He has done for us and all He continues to do. Lift up your voice wherever you may be. And let's thank God for bringing us into a new month. Give God praise and glory in the mighty name of the Lord Jesus. There is none like our God and there is none that can be compared with Him. From everlasting to everlasting, He is God. It is in Him that we live and move and have our very being. So today lift up your voice and give Him the praise. Give Him the glory in the mighty name of the Lord Jesus. Thank God for His goodness. Thank God for His mercy. Thank God for His love lift up your voice in the name of the Lord Jesus we serve a good God we serve the Most High God Father we thank you and we give you the praise we give you the glory O God in the name of the Lord Jesus thank you for Jesus Christ thank you for your mighty Holy Spirit that you send to indwell us thank you that you keep us O God in the mighty name of the Lord Jesus thank you for the strength thank you for the health That we enjoy in the mighty name of the Lord Jesus. Lift up your voice and give him the praise. Give him the glory. And let's talk to the Lord and say, Lord, even as we gather today around your word, transform us by your word in the mighty name of the Lord Jesus. Take us from glory to glory. Let our lives not remain the same, O God. In the mighty name of the Lord Jesus, thank you for all that you have done. And all that you continue to do in the name of the Lord Jesus by the entrance of your word transform my life in Jesus mighty name Oh God we give you the praise Lord I receive the right words to speak in the mighty name of Jesus I pray for anyone hopeless may they find hope Anyone without a relationship with the Lord Jesus Christ, may they come into a living relationship with the Lord Jesus Christ. Lord, take us from glory to glory in Jesus' mighty name and let the yoke be destroyed because of the anointing. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Lord. In Jesus' mighty name, everybody say amen. Amen. Say amen. Amen. Say amen. amen. Thank God for that wonderful testimony and welcome everyone into God's presence today and join me in welcoming those that watch online and on TV as well. You are much a part of us and if you are ever in the Colorado Springs area, stop by and see us. And thank God for the awesome testimony and I pray in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ that this morning as we listen to the word of God may God transform your life by his word in the mighty name of the Lord Jesus I said may God transform his life your our lives by his word in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ I said may God transform our lives by his word in the mighty name of the Lord Jesus Christ God has been so good to us to bring us this far into the year and I trust from now to the end of the year may you see the hand of God at work in your life I said from now to the end of the year may you see the hand of God at work in your life everything that God has planned for your life your loved ones before the end of this year may it come into full manifestation in Jesus name And may nothing that the enemy has planned for your life come to pass in Jesus' name. May it be aborted in the mighty name of the Lord Jesus. And may you see God's goodness. If you believe that, shout aloud, amen. Amen. Shout aloud, "Amen." amen. Glory be to the name of the Lord. So this morning we are talking about give the enemy no place. You see, what will cause... Someone to get up in the morning and go to a public place, cinema, wherever the case might be, and with a gun shoot people down. Who is responsible for all the evil in the world? Who is behind all the chaos and the confusion in the world? You see, we serve a God, but there is an enemy out there. That causes pain and brings pain on humanity but this morning we'll discover how not to give him a place in our lives in the mighty name of the Lord Jesus Christ amen Amen. we serve a good God we serve a living God and when we give him access when we give him place in our lives he takes over our lives and causes us to walk in victory amen What is behind nightmares? What is behind the evil and the darkness in the world? It's obviously not God. But thank God we serve a God who is greater. The Bible says that greater is he who lives in us than he who lives in the world. And I pray in the name of Jesus, may he cause us to walk in victory in Jesus' name. Amen. Let's turn our Bibles to 1 Peter chapter 5 first peter chapter five thank you lord verse eight glory be to the name of the lord first peter chapter five verse eight glory be to the name of the lord the bible says that he says be sober at five likewise you younger people submit yourself to your elders yes all of you be submissive to one another and be clothed with humility for god resists the proud but gives grace to the humble six therefore humble yourself under the mighty hand of god that he may exalt you in due time casting all your care upon him for he cares for you then he goes on to say be sober be vigilant because your adversary the devil walks about like a roaring lion seeking whom he may devour resist him steadfast in the faith knowing that the same sufferings are experienced by your brotherhood in the world but the god of all grace someone shout the god of all grace grace. shout it one more time the God god of all grace who has called us to his eternal glory by christ jesus after you have suffered a while, perfect established strengthen and establish you to him be the glory and the dominion forever and ever amen Amen. he says that we should submit and humble ourselves under the mighty hand of god you see to to really overcome in this season and in these times we must come under god's authority we must come under God's mighty hand. I like that phrase, the mighty hand of God. When you are in his mighty hand, he's not going to drop you. He's going to be faithful to you. But you see, you we have to come under his mighty hand. He says that he may exalt you in due time, casting all your care upon him for he cares for you. Are you burdened with worry? Are you burdened with anxiety, Cares? He says, when you come under God's dominion, when you come under God's mighty hand, you can cast your cares upon him for he cares for you and the amplifier says he watches over you affectionately. God loves you. God cares about you. God wants to take care of you, but you must decide to come under his authority and under his mighty hand. Then he goes on to say he, that he will exalt you, lift you up in due season. As you come under his mighty hand, whatever care, whatever load you are carrying, God will lift you up in due season. A time is coming that you will look back and you say, Wow, this season, when I look back, God, like the lady was sharing in that testament, God really took care of me. And he will take care of you. I said he will take care of you. I said he will take care of you. I said he will take care of you. Amen. Then he says that be sober, be vigilant, because your adversary, the devil, walks about like a roaring lion, seeking whom he may devour. Be sober means he says, don't be like a silly drunk. Be sober. We even see that time around this time as the holidays approach, they will say, oh, be careful, be sober on the road. you, you might get a ticket. Be sober that's the thought here be sober don't be like a a silly drunk then he goes on to say be vigilant be on the alert why is he saying be on the alert because you have an adversary you have an opponent be watchful be on guard. Be attentive. It denotes a watchful attitude of one who makes certain that no enemy can successfully gain entrance into his life or into a place of residence. You are on a high alert. It pictures one who is wide awake to make sure certain outside forces never sneak up to attack or overtake him. You see, you secure your cars with alarms. When you are going to bed, you have, may have a security company, and you secure your house with that security, with that security company, or with that security system that you have to ensure that no outsider comes in to intrude and take over. So he's saying that, look, don't let, don't, don't, don't let go of your guard. Be very watchful. Have a watchful attitude because you have an enemy who desires to sneak up on you and come and have entrance into your life. So be very watchful. Stay awake so that he doesn't gain access. Because, you see, that word adversary is like a prosecutor. And and, and a prosecutor stands on precedence or a violation of the law to to prosecute you. And that is how the enemy operates. He looks for an area where you have been negligent, he looks for an area where you have, have violated a spiritual principle to stand on to gain access into your life so he's saying that close the door to him be on your own give him any place into your life you see god in, in the beginning when he created the world gave the authority and the dominion to adam and eve then they gave it up to the devil and he began to dominate and to rule And so, if you are not a Christian, if you are not a child of God, you are under the dominion of the adversary or the enemy. If you are a child of God, you are under God's dominion. And this letter was not written to people who are not Christians, this letter was written to people who were spirit filled. So he's saying that be on your watch, be on your guard. And if you are a child of God, the enemy cannot just come in and break in on you. Do you feel like your finances is under attack? Do you feel like your marriage is under attack? Do you feel like your health is under attack? He gives us a solution here. And so he cannot come in and just break in on you. Notice what he says in Ephesians chapter 4, Ephesians chapter 4, verse 27. He says, actually, if you start from verse 26, he says, Be angry and do not sin. Do not let the sun go down on your wrath. Nor give place to the devil. Nor give place to the devil. Nor give place to the devil. Again, he's writing to spiritual Christians. He says, don't give place to the devil. That means that the devil, as you're a child of God, cannot just come in and have place in you. The only place he has is what you give to him. In this case, he's using wrath. For instance, don't let the sun go down your wrath. If you do that, you are giving him an open door and access to come into your life. Neither give place to the devil. Don't give him any space. Don't give him an inch in your life. He looks for that place of access but we can get to the place where we where we decide that we are not going to give him an inch give him a, give him space in our life He walks the, the, around like a roaring lion seeking whom he may devour But this says be vigilant be on the alert It is very easy to to get negligence. In in the book of Revelations, he was writing to seven seven churches. He he said to them, one of the churches that he wrote to was the church of Sardis. Turn your Bibles with me to Revelation chapter 3. Revelation chapter 3 from verse 1. He says, and to the angel of the church in Sardis, all those letters was written. Ephesus, Sinina, Pergamon, Sardis, Philadelphia. It was a mill-round route. But when he gets to sardis sardis was a very rich and prosperous city they had gold in that city and they had become very rich and very prosperous they become negligent and they actually i mean they, i mean sardis was called a city that could not be taken over and they had a tower king crisis in that city and without being conscious of what was going on, of the tectonic shift in the ground, it was causing a leak or a crack in their foundation, in the foundation of the castle. And one time, an enemy attacked them and surrounded the city for several days. And they couldn't gain access into the city. And one day, one of the soldiers who were outside, inside the castle, his heart fell. And when he did, he went through the crack in the foundation of the castle. And somebody, one of the enemy soldiers saw the crack in that foundation and said, this is how we are going to take Sardis. And so one night, when they were sleeping, when they were not being watchful, when they were not being on their watch, the hole, the crack that had been made as a result of their negligence, the enemy sneaked through and came through, and before they knew it, they are taking over the whole place. What started as a little crack, what started as a little opening in their foundation was what the enemy used to gain access to take over the whole place so he's saying peter conscious of this is saying to these people that be watchful and so many times when we get negligent spiritually and neglect our foundation is when the enemy sneaks in and gains access into our lives but I pray in the mighty name of Jesus, as we go through this lesson, this lesson, you will discover those cracks, those loopholes that he uses to gain entrance and shut the door in his face in Jesus' name. So he says, be watchful. Jesus said to this church in status, he says that, verse 2, be watchful and strengthen. And verse 1, he he said, This thing says, He was the seven spirits of God and the seven stars. I know your works, that you have a name, that you are alive, but you are dead. Be watchful and strengthen the things which remain, that are ready to die, for I have not found your works perfect before God. He says, Remember how, therefore, how you have receive and head hold fast and repent therefore if you will not watch i will come upon you as a thief and you will not know what hour i will come upon you they understood exactly what he was talking about because the enemy sneaked in he says be watchful i pray in the name of jesus in this season may we be ever watchful remain vigilant in the mighty name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Now, all these places that we just showed in different parts of this Roman kingdom, they had different gods that they worship. Let's look at how the enemy gains access into our life so that we can know how to shut him out. In all these places, they had different idols, they had different things idols that they worship so for instance in the city of ephesus there was a temple built for the great the great temple of adamas and they worshiped there they had semana semana was for the goddess of Cybele. they had pegamon which was built around the worship of zeus and Aclepios, and they also had in tiata it was built around the worship of the god apollos sardis had Adamus. Philadelphia was built around the temple of Dionysus. Lydusia was built around the worship of Zeus again. And Athens was built around the worship of Athena. And the city of Corinth was also built around a certain God. So all these places had their worship. So, so there was the tendency, and if you realize the letters written to each church, there was the tendency to compromise and for instance in corinth sometimes things in life that look very flashy it appears that that the enemy is the one that has it but god can top anything that the enemy can give you so in corinth the best place the best meat could only be found the best meat could only be found in the places where they had idol worship and so when paul was writing to the corinth you see these things are not new The temptation to mix serving God and yielding to the works of the enemy. So when he wrote to them in 1 Corinthians chapter 10, let's look at how some ways that the enemy gains access so we can shut him out. 1 Corinthians chapter 10, notice this. In verse 14, he says to these people, Therefore, my beloved, flee from idolatry. My beloved, flee from idolatry. Why would he write to spirit-filled Christians and tell them flee from idolatry? That means run away. Don't don't even get near it. You see, First John. We'll come back to come back to these people in First John chapter five. First John chapter five. The Apostle John writes a beautiful letter, and when he writes. Uh, he, 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 I like First John because it talks a lot about about love and the love of God. He writes, and at the end, again, knowing some of the, the environment that some of these people were in, verse twenty-one, he says, "Little children, keep yourself from idols." Amen. Keep yourself. Keep yourself. That means take God again. Keep yourself diligently and from idols. The apostle Paul tells the Corinthians the same thing because these people were sun- surrounded by idol worship and he goes on to say in Corinthians that an idol is not anything but it's the demons the spirits behind them that co- that people yield their lives to that causes the issue so if you go back there again he says flee from idolatry first corinthians 14. then he goes on to say that what is the issue here he says that i speak to you I, i speak as to wise men judge for yourself what i say the cup of blessing which we bless is it not the communion of the blood of christ the bread which we break is it not the communion of the body of christ for we though many are one bread and one body for we all partake of that one bread observe israel after the flesh are not those who eat of the sacrifice partakers of the altar what am i saying then that an idol is anything or what is i offered to idols anything rather the things with the gentile sacrifice notice this they sacrifice to demons and not to god and i do not want you to have fellowship With demons, you cannot drink the cup of the Lord and the cup of demons. You cannot partake of the Lord's table and of the table of demons. So when they went to these these places, he's saying that the food has been offered to demons. That's what causes the issue. So so, so he's, he's saying that, I don't want you to have fellowship with demons. Flee from idolatry. By doing that, you'll give an enemy place in your life. These people had pagan festivals where they were sacrificing to idols. So for instance, someone might say, oh, what is wrong with me going to a Halloween party? The, the food is not the issue, but the environment and the, 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 the demons that are present. By doing that, you are opening and giving yourself and letting the enemy gain access into your life. And, and you see, some of us, oh, what is wrong with me participating in those? You see, the devil doesn't play nice, he doesn't play fair. If you give him place, if you give him an inch in your life, in your house, the next thing you know, he's, he, wa- he wants to come into your bedroom and, and be there with you. So he says, give him no place. One, one time, I had gone to church. We were serving in, in, in Kiss church. And, and someone brought a child. And the child was very distressed. We are talking about how the enemy gains access into our lives. And, and sometimes our children. And this person was so distressed. So, Pastor Paul, I started talking to the, to the child. Before I slept, we watched a horror movie. And that, again, opens a door to the enemy. And the child was so distressed. But all this could have been avoided. And sometimes the parents are ignorant. The devil, whether it's, a, whether it's a consent of ignorance or a consent knowingly, he's looking for space. He said, this, these are written to Christians. Give him no place. Because you have authority in Christ Jesus, he cannot have any place in you except the place that you give him. The John is the one that says in fact, John chapter 4, verse 4, you didn't need to walk in fear either. That greater is he who lives in us than he who lives in the world. The very next verse is the same person telling these people that keep yourself from idols. Because if you open up yourself to the enemy, uh, God is in heaven. He loves you and he wants to do his very best for you, but you have given the enemy space. In the mighty name of the Lord Jesus any door that has been opened to the enemy this morning as you sit and as you hear the Word of God as you watch in the name of Jesus may that door be closed in Jesus name I said may the door be closed in the mighty name of the Lord Jesus I said may the door be closed in the mighty name of the Lord Jesus thank you Lord This person was saying, the child was saying, I started seeing strange things on my walls after just watching the movie. The door was open. That's why he says, do not give the enemy any place in you. So what are you going to do if, if he's already gained access? How do you shut the door? How do you close the door? Notice what the Bible says in in 1 Peter chapter 5. 1 Peter chapter 5. Thank you, Lord Jesus. It says, be "Be sober, be vigilant, because your adversary, the devil walks about like a roaring lion, seeking whom he may devour. Devour means, it's it's like to take a drink, to to just wipe you out. Wipe your finances out. Wipe your children out. Wipe your marriage out. Wipe your health out. And also even if resist him, verse 9. Resist him. That word resist there is talking about not a reactive response per se, but a pre-planned response to live your life in such a way that if you were to come in, you are already ready to put up a fight against him. You are already to strategically oppose him. You build your life in such a way that if he were to attack, you will not fail. And that is an everyday lifestyle. That is a lifestyle that means that you are living and every day you are you are ready. Smith Wigglesworth, an old time Pentecostal, one of the pioneers of the, of the Pentecostal movement said, he said, if you wait, for instance, when it comes to sickness, For you to be sick before you try to get faith, you are too late. What he's trying to say is, live your life in a certain way that before even that happens, you already have a pre-planned response for if that were to happen, that the enemy will not take you down because he seeks to take you down. That is his goal. His goal is to prosecute you. The Bible says he stands before the Father, our adversary, accusing us before God day and night. Look at what this person did. Look at what they did. Look at what they did. Look at what they did. did. But I pray in the name of Jesus. You see, he operates in darkness, and when the light of God's word comes, we can shut him out with the light of God's word in the mighty name of the lord jesus christ so he says bolster yourself in the faith be ready resist him steadfast in the faith knowing that the same sufferings are experienced by your brotherhood in the well you must get to the place where you are you have a pre-planned response and when you get to that place, he will not be able to come against you. You are on your watch. You are on the alert. You are, you are on your guard. You keep yourself. Don't say keep yourself. It's like a military person. If you, a military guard falls asleep on the job, that's a, that's a big violation. That's a big deal. So he's saying that be on the alert, be on God, don't let him take advantage of you. I pray in the mighty name of the Lord Jesus, as long as you know how to keep him out and when you realize that he doesn't have to take advantage of you, that will be the end of him pushing you around. And in the mighty name of the Lord Jesus, I decree and declare that may every assault of the enemy on your life come to an end in the mighty name of the Lord Jesus. I said, may it come to an end in the mighty name of the Lord Jesus. I said, may it come to an end in the mighty name of the Lord Jesus. Amen. How are we going to keep him out? What are some practical things that we can do every day to keep the enemy out your enemy goes around seeking whom he may devour one every day spend time with god in the morning spend time with god in the morning every day Spend time with God in the morning. Notice what the psalmist says in Psalm chapter 5, verse 3. Psalm 5, verse 3. He says, my voice, you shall hear in the morning, O Lord. In the morning, I will direct it to you, and I will look up. David was a busy person. I know you are you are busy God knows that yeah. but you see before that text comes in you look at that text or that email that gets you all upset and going in the wrong direction in the day start with God yeah. David is saying my voice you shall hear in the morning my voice you will hear in the morning I will direct it to you. And I notice this. He says, I will look up. I will look up. If he doesn't look up, at some point in the day, he's going to look down. Something is going to make him look down. Something is going to depress him. Something is going to go wrong. So the very waking moment of your day, I will direct my... God is going to hear my voice. He's going to hear my voice because I love him. Because my life is in his hands. Because without him, I can do nothing. Because without him, this day may not go right. So he says, my voice you will hear in the morning. And I will look up. I will look up. My voice you will hear in the morning and I will look up. For your waking moment before anything else, look up to the Lord. At the very least, thank God you are alive. At the very least, commit your day into your hand. You see, you are building a response. You are being proactive as you step into your day. So never neglect that as much as like, even if it's a few moments, spend time with God in the morning. Jesus, Jesus with all his busy schedule. Jesus was running a ministry. he had twelve disciples with him, but the Bible says, with all his busy schedule, he found time before the day. Early in the day to talk to the Father. None of us is greater than Jesus, are we? Are you greater than Jesus? No. (laughs) So if Jesus found time in his busy schedule to seek the Father before he entered into the day, then all of us must also endeavor to seek the Father before we start the day notice what he says in mark chapter one thank you thank you lord jesus he says mark 135 mark 135 talking about jesus mark this in your in your bible It will help you keep you in the morning mark 135 he, he says now in the morning having risen a long while before daylight he went out and departed to a solitary place and there what did he do Pray. he prayed what did he do Pray. what did he do Pray. what did he do Pray. he says a long while before daylight before the maybe the disciples woke up he got into a solitary place and there he prayed and there he prayed that as a result of his prayer Verse 37 says, When they found found him, they said to him, Everyone is looking for you. He had been in contact with God his Father. Now people are looking for him. You see, you reverse it and look for people first. Look for the job first. Look for the business first. Look for the email first. Jesus reverses it, Rises up early before the day. Get into a solitary place. prayed. that now people are looking for him. Put in first things first. Early in the morning, Lord, you will hear my voice. When you wake up before you take care of the well-being of your stomach, Seek God first. <laughs> Which brings me to my next point. Two, every day, spend some time feeding your spirit feed your spirit first before this other man feed your spirit first notice what jesus christ said in matthew chapter 4 verse 4 we are talking about you building your life to have a pre-planned resistance against the enemy he says but he answered and said it is written Man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceeds from the mouth of God. It is written, man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceeds from the mouth of God. The Greek word, literally the word proceed is like a continuous tense. You see in that in the wilderness when god was feeding the children of israel with manna they had to go out every day to gather fresh manna They could not keep the manna for this day for the next day man shall lay by the continuous word that proceeds from the mouth of the father Every day we need fresh manna from heaven. We need fresh manna from God. So he said that, look, we are not living by bread alone. We live by the word of God. Every day, spend time feeding your spirit. When you are driving around, even after the morning, before you said that sometimes when I'm dri- you can when you are driving around, you can be listening to the podcast. When you are taking a walk, you can be listening to the podcast. Feeding on the Word of God. I endeavor to feed myself with the Word of God all the time. So when I need my faith, when I need to resist the enemy, uh, he, will, he knows. You see, he knows where to take his, his, his tricks and his games. One time, someone was sharing. He said that the devil has sent some demons to go from house to house. And when they were going from house to house, when they got to a certain house, the big demon said to the small demon that this house, please don't go there. Because the last time I went there, I got a sound beating. I I I got a sound beating. They beat me real good. The Bible talks about the sword of the spirit he says so please let's go to the next house not this house that's how my house is and that's how your house will be when the enemy goes around seeking someone to devour when he gets to you you say this person has been feeding themselves ah so i am not going to endeavor your next house please pass over please in the mighty name of the lord jesus i decree and declare that the enemy will not touch you but it all starts oh my god with feeding yourself he says he goes about like a roaring lion like a roaring lion seeking someone to devour whom he may devour may may that not be you in the mighty name of the lord jesus three every day spend some time in quietness spend some time in quietness, set that phone aside. Get, get, seek some quiet time, and s- spend some time in quietness. Because sometimes you don't even know the solution to what you are looking for because you are not, enti- you, are, you are, spirit. You are not spiritually in tune. Verse nineteen, he says, "As in water, face reflects face. So a heart, man's heart reveals the man." But to know what the Bible is in First Corinthians chapter two, it talks about the fire. Only the spirit of a man really knows what's in there. So it takes spending time in quietness. It takes spending time in quietness. The busy noise and, uh, and, and the schedules of the world can sometimes drown out what you need to hear from God. So spend some time in quietness. Spend some time in quietness. Isaiah chapter 30 verse 15. Isaiah 30 verse 15. He, sa- he says this, Notice what the Bible says. He says, For thus says the Lord God, the Holy One of Israel, In returning and rest, you shall be saved. In quietness and confidence shall be your strength, but you will not. In quietness and confidence shall be your strength, but you will not. Quietness. There is some strength in getting quiet before the Lord and saying lord what should i do about this situation what should i do should i do about this help me lord in quietness and confidence shall be your strength in isaiah chapter 32 the same isaiah chapter 32 verse 17 he says the work of righteousness will be peace and the effect of righteousness quietness and assurance forever how long how long, how long, the work of righteousness will be peace. I pray may the peace of God be your portion. I said may the peace of God be your portion. And the effect of righteousness, quietness, that quiet assurance. And assurance forever. In quietness, he said, will be your strength. And you said, no, we are, we are busy. We don't have time for God. In rest. He said you will be saved. He said, No, we don't have time for God. If don't ever say you don't have time for God, that's a bad thing to say. That's a terrible thing to say. <laughs> Shouted, I always, I always have time for God. Shouted, I always have time for God. I time for God. Shouted, I always, for God. I always have time for God. But these people said no. In returning and, 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 and in quietness, he said they will find strength. They said, No, we, we, we have other things to do. <laughs> and you will be saved. But not you. You walk with God and you experience his quietness. You experience his peace and assurance forever in the mighty name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Thank you, Lord. Every day, spend some time with those who strengthen you. Spend time with those who strengthen you. you. see, that's why we gather together in Hebrews chapter 10. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Hebrews chapter 10, verse 25. Hebrews chapter 10, verse 25. He says, Not forsaking the assembling of ourselves together, as is the manner of some, but exalting one another, and so much as the more as you see the day approaching. He says, Don't forsake the assembling of ourselves together. As the manner of some is, when we come together there is strength that we derive from each other that will help you from falling away you see in know in some chapter 8 84 verse 7 thank you Lord some 84 verse 7 he says this they go from strength to strength each one appears before God in Zion. In Hebrews chapter 12, verse 22, He talks about the fact that when we come together, we have come to Mount Zion. The church is a type of Zion. So it seems that when we, when we, when we come together, they go from strength to strength. Each one appears before God in Zion. So he's saying to the Hebrew Christians, don't neglect getting together. From strength to strength then the opposite is true if you do not appear and are not constantly in fellowship you go from weakness to weakness and you become weak and weak and weak and weak and gradually you, be, you see that you've, you've dropped off may you not drop off in jesus name Amen. i said may you not drop off in jesus name Amen. i said may you not drop off in jesus name Amen. you see in that verse in first Peter chapter five, verse eight he's talking about the fact that he's looking for whom he may devour like a roaring lion you see the lion doesn't devour the pack he looks for the stragglers who are by themselves sometimes and devours them so his goal is for you not to be in the company of God's people where there is strength that you can derive and as you are alone as you are isolated to pounce on you and devour you but he will not devour you in the name of the lord jesus as you stay and every day endeavor to spend time with people that will strengthen you in the mighty name of the lord jesus thank you lord jesus glory be to the name of all and sometimes also like for instance in James chapter 4 in, in first Peter as well he talks about submitting sometimes the enemy has overwhelmed you James chapter 4 verse 7 he says therefore submit to God resist the devil and he will flee from you and in first Peter he talks about submitting to one another sometimes that word submit there, it's like to get allied troops reinforcements sometimes you are too weak you cannot stand on yourself now you need reinforcement and that's why sometimes we come in. We are willing perfectly to help anyone who needs reinforcement. It's like standing behind you, you are not st- standing in front of you so that the assault that is coming on you, you can be able to stand in the name of the Lord Jesus. Submit, submit to God, resist the devil, submit to one another, and then you are in a position to be able to resist the enemy, and he will flee like a scat. He will get out of your environment. It's in that way, free? Indi- indicates someone who is on at the wrong place, who is not where he's supposed to be, so when you resist him, he runs as in stark terror. I see him fleeing from you in the mighty name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. Amen. Every day, five, take time throughout your day to stop and acknowledge God. Take time throughout your day and acknowledge God. Don't only do it in the morning, but throughout your day. Notice what the psalmist says in Psalm 119. Psalm 119. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Verse 164. Every psalm here talks about the word of God. He says seven times a day, I praise you because of your righteous judgment. Great peace. Have those who love your law and nothing causes them to stumble. Seven times a day I praise you. Lord, I praise you in the morning before I step out. You see, the Jews have watches, day watches and night watches. Seven times during the day, things may not be going too well, but I will pause and praise you. He says, no, he says that an enemy goes about like a roaring lion seeking someone to devour. But thank God, Jesus is the lion of the tribe of Judah. And the tribe of Judah is the tribe of praise. So, you counteract, you get build up yourself in praise throughout your whole day. Seven times I make a point to pause and to praise the Lord. You see, when you praise, the Bible says that God inhabits the praises of his people. You build an environment where God dwells, and he that dwells in love dwells in God, and God in him. That environment is not an environment where the enemy can easily penetrate so he says seven times a day i praise you oh god that is my decision in the name of jesus i will look up and praise you no matter what man may do against me no matter what my coworker may do against me oh lord i make a choice i make a decision to praise you you see when you do that that wall of resistance is up and the enemy cannot penetrate in the mighty name of the lord jesus christ i see god acting on your behalf as you praise him he inhabits his 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 praises your praises and the enemy cannot dwell in that atmosphere one time paul and silas were stuck in prison oh but thank god it was very dark you see the enemy thrives in darkness even in the midst of their darkness they began to praise the lord their day was not going so well oh it was midnight maybe you are watching or listening it may not be midnight literally on the clock but it's a midnight hour in your life your marriage is under assault your finances everything seems not to be going well the psalmist said when they go to that place bible say the bible says at sixteen twenty five. but at midnight paul and silas were praying and singing hymns to god and the prisoners were listening to them suddenly somebody say suddenly there was a great earthquake so that the foundation of the prison were shaking and immediately all the doors were open and everyone's chains were loosed they not only prayed they praised Oh my lord and my god that's a two-pronged weapon that always produces results they prayed and they praised and God inhabited their praises and shook the very foundation of that prison and let them out I don't know what captivity that you are in today but in the mighty name of Jesus I don't know what darkness is overwhelming you but the word of God is light and in the name of Jesus as the light of God comes in Jesus Jesus mighty name may God shake you out of that captivity in the mighty name of the Lord Jesus if you believe that say amen Amen. they sang they prayed and sang praises to God you see darkness cannot hold sway I cannot overcome light every hold of darkness over your life Comes to an end in the mighty name of the Lord Jesus as the light of God's word comes this morning May every form of darkness flee from your life. His word is light and Oh my God the enemy that we deal with Functions and thrives in darkness That's why there's no reason to celebrate darkness in this season. No, there's no mixture between light and darkness celebrate light Celebrate life. And in the name of Jesus, this morning, you are being ushered into another realm of authority. The Bible says we are seated in heavenly places with Christ Jesus where the enemy did not prevail if he did not prevail up there he has been cast down here knowing he has a short time but I decree and declare he will not prevail over your life in Jesus name I said he will not prevail over your life in the mighty name of the Lord Jesus he's given authority if he's already intruded into your life maybe through negligence in the Mighty name of the Lord Jesus Christ. I decree and declare you are getting out of here. You are taking authority over him. And as you resist him, I see him leave your life in Jesus' name. I see him leave your family in Jesus' name. I see him leave your health alone in the name of the Lord Jesus. I see him maybe through negligence. You've through negligence of not giving of your tithe and offerings. A door has been opened for the enemy to enter into your your life. As you begin to be rem- to be faithful, may it's, the Bible says he will rebuke the devourer. That word devourer there is again. May he be rebuked on your behalf in the mighty name of the Lord Jesus. Amen. Thank you Lord. Oh my Lord and oh, my God. He sent them with authority in, in, in Luke chapter 9 verse 1. I'm, I'm beginning to finish now. I'm getting ready to finish. Luke chapter 9 verse 1. He says, Then he called his 12 disciples together and gave them power and authority over all demons. How many of them? How many of them? And how many of them? And to cure diseases. And when they came back, my Lord and my God, Jesus responded to them. And in the same same book of Luke. He says, I give you power, I give you authority to trample on serpents and scorpions and over all the power of the enemy. I pray in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, may the enemy not exact over you. In the mighty name of the Lord Jesus. Oh my God. In Luke 10:19, I give you authority to trample on serpent and scorpions, and over all the power of the enemy enemy. How many of how much power did he give them? All, all the power of the enemy. And nothing shall by any means hurt you any works of the enemy hurting you, I decree and declare this morning it comes to an end. I decree this morning it comes to an end. I decree this morning it comes to an end. By the authority of the word of God, your days of being hurt by the enemy comes to an end. He says nothing shall end by any means hurt you. But you see, you must shut that door. If you have been negligent in any way, take a responsibility in believing and engaging the word of God. And as you do, I see you operating in a new realm of power and authority in Jesus' name. Amen. amen. Let's pray. Thank you, Lord Jesus. We trust this podcast was a blessing. Subscribe for more messages like these. If you receive Jesus as your Lord and Savior today, we would love to hear from you. Email us at info at wordmissionchurchinternational.org. We will love to equip you in daily walk, so sign up for devotionals and encouragement at www.wordmissionchurchinternational.org. You may reach us at 719-235-5535.